Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 58. Welcome to RestaurantUnstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host, Eric Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? This is your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry, and we do that by listening to the stories and taking the advice of some of the industry's most successful restaurant professionals. Today is Tuesday, which means it's Talking Tuesday, and I have a great show for you. What I do on Tuesdays, uh, I kind of just dig a little bit deeper into some of the advice some of my guests give me. Specifically, I go after the books they tell me to read. Uh, One of the books that was mentioned not too long ago was Peak by Chip Connolly. And I read that book. It was great. And in that book, he was constantly uh, making reference to other books uh, to kind of recap on all the chapters he had in his book. One of the books that just kept coming up were Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. And it just really drove me to go pick up this book and to find out uh, what it was all about. Um, and so today, what I'll be doing is just going over the seven habits of highly effective people. I know in the title, it's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Restaurateurs. That was just to get your attention. Really, these uh, habits can be applied to all professions, all careers, um, and especially in the restaurant industry because of how many of these habits are interdependent, meaning you need to work off the other people in your life and work with these people to be successful. So we'll get into the detail. Uh, Just a quick background on the book. The book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, was written by, like I said, Stephen R. Covey. Uh, It was first published in 1989 and uh, is a business and self-help book. It has sold more than 15 million copies in 38 different languages worldwide. And the audio version of this book has sold 1.5 million copies, and it remains one of the nation's best nonfiction books. So this is a real deal book, and um, it's really just packed full of incredible, invaluable advice. Um, I'm just going to kind of skim the surface today because I try to keep these episodes short, just really trying to create awareness about the the different references that are out there that you can use to apply to your life. Um, Like I say, and like I always admit, I'm a student. Um, This is me learning, and this is me sharing with you what I'm learning. It's up to you to take it to the next step and to uh, get these books and to bring your life to the next level and to make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. All right, so before we dive into the seven habits of highly effective people, we need to first cover the the basics, the groundwork, the foundation of how we need to see the world and how we need to act, um, basically the principles before we can really touch on those seven habits. And uh, there's three of them I'm going to cover with you. So the first thing that... Stephen R. Covey writes about, um, and one of the things we have to understand before we can move on to the habits is it, the approach to life needs to be inside out. That means you need to start on the inside. Change starts with you first and having a good understanding of yourself. He talks about how in the past, would say like early 1900s, for the most part, uh, most help, like self-help and uh, personal growth books, talked about personality ethics being traits, skills, techniques, techniques, 
in uh, maintaining positive attitudes to, in uh, using these traits, skills, and techniques to influence others, but they're really just quick fixes. And if you go further back, about 150 years ago, um, before most personal growth books in um, you know self exploration books talked about characteristic ethics and or character ethics, and these are more underlying characteristics like integrity, courage, justice, and patience. So basically, uh, personality ethics are secondary and are good for quick fixes in short term. But the character ethics are more primary and are good for long-term relationships. And really, in the restaurant industry, that is so crucial to have, those good character ethics. Because we want to strive to have long-term relationships. Um, Not only with our guests, obviously we want to make uh, new guests into long-term guests. That's everyone's goal. But you really need to have uh, this concept stretched to be applied towards your suppliers and your investors uh, and your employees too, and that's one of the biggest struggles in the restaurant industry. We talk about it all the time: is keeping these guys all around for long term. And you do that by having those strong character um, assets, uh, being having that integrity, and courage, and justice, and patience to work with others. Uh, it's all such important stuff. That said, we do also need the secondary uh, skills or the the personal ethics, which are you know traits, skills, and techniques. Those are good uh, for influencing people in short-term wins, but really what we need to be focusing on are those core values and having that inside-out mentality that if we want to make a change in the world, we first need to change ourselves and our habits. Like Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. So now that we've distinguished between uh, personality ethics and character ethics, uh, the second thing we need to understand is that in order to make a change in our lives, we need to work on the basic paradigms through which we see the world. So basically, that means we have the ability to change the angles in which we see the world. And if we have a negative paradigm, and we are constantly only seeing the, the, the negative things in life, um, then we're going to have a negative view and just be a, a negative person. But we can try to see the best in circumstances and have a very optimistic outlook in life and have that glass half full mentality. But it's up to us and we need to start on the inside and make that that pivot and make that paradigm change uh, before we can move on and start developing the habits we're going to talk about. Thirdly, we need to talk about the differences between dependence, independence, and interdependence. So dependence is obvious. Uh, We need to depend on others to survive. Independence, uh, we no longer need to rely on others to survive. We become independent and we can uh, survive on our own and man for ourselves. And interdependent, which is we need each other to accomplish something greater. So uh, those are the quick definitions. Uh, The first three habits are independent habits. And we first need to start with these independent habits before we start thinking about improving the next three habits, which are interdependent habits. So just keep that in mind. First, start with yourself. Remember, it's an inside-out mentality. First, start with you, and then uh, focus on the outside and uh, the interdependent habits. Okay, so we covered the basics. We know enough now to kind of make more sense of the seven habits. Um, So the first habit we're going to talk about is uh, to be proactive. Successful and effective people are extremely proactive. As humans, it's important to understand that we are unique in the ability to determine how we react to a situation. So, we can choose to be proactive or reactive. Reactive people in stressful situations 
react. They get upset, they get angry, they point fingers, and they just argue. It's the fight or flight, you know, that those are some of the, the most basic reactions. Most people just will stand there and fight. Also, flight isn't a great option either because you'll never resolve the problem. A proactive person knows that fighting is not going to get you anywhere. To really solve the problem, you need to be, you need to take the initiative and be resourceful and just find solutions and get cool-headed um, and just work to make things better. So that's extremely powerful and it's really funny because very often when we run into these heated situations, it's our reaction to that situation that does more damage than the situation itself. So you're only hurting yourself. It's like what they say, when you get bit by a poisonous snake, it's not the snake bite that kills you, it's chasing the snake afterwards because that chase drives the venom to your heart. So don't chase the snake. Suck the venom out. Resolve the issue immediately. And that's what a proactive person does. And think about how this affects us in the restaurant industry. Think about a time a customer just complains and is just miserable. Now, you can either choose to get defensive. And if you do get defensive, they will know because your body language will tell them. So don't think that as long as you don't say anything, you're in the clear because you're not. You need to have that paradigm about you that... Is, seeks to be proactive and to resolve the issue and to be helpful and to uh, use that initiative and use that resourcefulness to get to the bottom of it. Or if you have a problem with uh, one of your coworkers uh, and they're just not working as part of a team, instead of holding that in, instead of being reactive and complaining about them and talking about them behind their back, choose to be proactive. Um, have the courage to approach that person and to resolve the, the situation in a creative um, resourceful way. Uh, you'll just, you'll see your life will be 10 times easier and the damage you'll cause by talking about them will be 10 times worse than the damage uh, they're causing by not being a team player. So just some quick examples of how, you know, being proactive can truly have a positive outcome. And I just want to share one example with you of how I use being proactive in my life to have a positive outcome. So right now I'm interning at a country club in Salem, Massachusetts, and the, my my guests are extremely, they have high standards. Uh, they work hard to have this privilege to, to play golf at this beautiful course, and they should have high standards. And being new to a, a golf club where you don't know all the guest members' names yet, it's really hard to keep, keep track of and deliver that really high exceptional service of everyone's particular needs. So instead of just being stressed and saying, hey, I'm never going to be able to figure this out. It's These people are just too demanding. It's not me. It's them. I said, you know what? There's things I can do. So I started a uh, member relationships management notebook. And what I do is I write down the little quirks of every member, what their preferences are, what they like, what they don't like, what they need. So whenever I see them coming and I get the schedule, I know when they're teeing off. I know when they're going to come see me out there at the eighth hole at the, the grill I, I manage. I make sure I have everything that they always ask for and I make sure I, I have it ready to go before they even walk to the door. And the attitude um, has just you know, has shifted so much and it, people are just so impressed when you know their, their, in, their, their special needs and their, uh, their preferences and you offer those preferences before they even have to ask. And when they're paying such good money to have, to be a part of a, a club like that, you, it's really, it's expected and you have to deliver. But I chose to be proactive. I chose to, to make that notebook to record these little quirks about each and every member because 
I wanted to deliver that exceptional service. So that's just one example of how being proactive uh, can really affect the outcome. All right, the next habit we're going to talk about is um, begin with the end in mind. And we talk about this a lot with having a business plan, writing your mission statement out, and having a vision and culture and sharing that culture with your team. It came up in the book Peak we discussed not too long ago, and it also came up in E-Myth. Um, which is a great book on how to put systems in place and how to make your business turnkey ready. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's episode 28. Just go to Restaurant Unstoppable slash 28 and you will find uh, that show there. We recap that book. Incredible book. But yeah, it's, it's so important to have the end in mind. So what's that? what that means is know what your mission is. Like I said, know your vision and know your, your purpose so you can keep yourself on course. And you have to commit it to writing and really... Be clear about what your your business mission is and what your life mission is. Um, and that's what highly effective people do is they, they have purpose really is what they're doing. And everything they do in their life goes towards meeting that goal and meeting their purpose in life. So before you can do that, you need to be very specific and clear about what that purpose is. So write it out. And again, if you need help with that, uh, E-Myth is an incredible book, and that's episode 28. Just check that out. It will help you with this step. All right. The third step of highly effective people and this is the last blast of the independent steps put first things first so what this means is know how to prioritize and focus on the things that really matter focus on doing things that fit into your personal mission remember we just talked about having that mission that culture that vision only focus on putting things that help you get to that mission or complete that mission first focus on those things first and also it's really important to have balance between uh, production in production capacity. So what's that mean? If we're constantly focusing on putting out a uh, product or serving and just being the best, we can sometimes uh, lose focus of what makes us a- able to put out uh, such incredible service and food. And those are the people around us, the equipment around us, the things we need to be successful. So you as a leader need to be able to balance yourself between putting out the production and focusing on the things in your life that you need to be able to put the production out. So the people, uh, the family members, your servers, your guests, the equipment you use, uh, your facility, you need to be able to balance and focus on all those things and make sure you know Uh, what priorities in your life will affect you being able to be as productive as possible. Um, And it's really important. Also, you need to really identify the key roles in your life, which you need to be sustainable. So yeah, you need your job, but you also need your family members and you need to be able to separate the two and make time for all important keys of your life. He talks about a really great tool. I want to do a separate episode committed to this how to, you know, uh, the different levels of planning and how uh, we can schedule, we can make lists, and we can prioritize. Uh, I won't get into that today. That's another episode, but it's really good stuff. You have to pick up the book to really dive into the, the, the meat and potatoes of it. We covered all the independent habits. Now we're going to start talking about the three interdependent habits. The first of the fir- the three interdependent habits is the habit to uh, think win-win. So what's that mean? Everything you do in your life you can't just think about yourself. How is this outcome going to affect others? Can we come to a mutual agreement where we both benefit from this action? And if you have that mentality, if you're concerned about other people and making everything work for everyone who's involved, you're going to 
skyrocket to success and be a lot more effective and people are going to want to work with you in the future. Um, you see this with people in communities, restaurants working together, uh, putting collaborative dinners together, uh, supporting each other in social media, sharing each other's content, you know, telling some of their guests to go to another restaurant if they're booked. I think my favorite story from the show, um, which came from James and Chris, the gentleman over at Porter Road Butcher, the win-win situation that they share with us is how they source all their meat from local growers. The Amish family that they get their pork from, they they support that entire family uh, just from sourcing their pork from that family. They, they win, the restaurant wins, the butcher wins because they're getting premium cuts of meat, the best that they've ever seen. And the family's winning because they, from this one butcher, can support their entire family and their entire community. So that's just one example of how we, we try to be win-win. And when you support your community, people will send people back to you. And that's another example of how you win. Um, and I could just go on all day offering different types of examples of win-win, but it's just, we need to know that if we work with other people and we try to support each other, it's going to be a habit that will help us be successful and effective. And if you can't win, I would suggest, the book suggests choosing a a no-win situation where you both just walk away from the deal. I would say after reading The Go-Giver, I would say let the other person win because they will not forget you. And when it comes time to help you, they will help you win. So many different ways. By sending people your way, guests your way, employees your way, helping you when you need help during hard times. If you choose to lose sometimes in the long run, very often it becomes a win. So the fifth total habit and the second interdependent habit is seek to first understand, then seek to be understood. Um, I mentioned this a few times on the show. What it means is listen. Simply listen. A huge part of communication, the majority of communication, is first listening and understanding the other person's uh, situation. And it goes deeper than just effective listening. And effective listening is just going, you know, saying things like, uh huh, repeating back, like, I decoded your message. You really need to be a deep listener. And what I mean by deep is listen empathetically. Put yourself in that person's situation and try to. To imagine what they're feeling. And if you can do this, and if you're good at this, you'll be surprised at how effective you can be because it's just that interdependent skill to work with others and to empathize with others and to put other people's needs first and to understand where they're coming from that will gain your respect and will help you be more effective in trying to resolve issues. Um, You see this a lot when I'll go back to the angry customer circumstance. When somebody is upset, you can't just get upset because they're upset, you need to know the story. We had mentioned, I think it was Chef Gordon said, you you don't know, you have to be empathetic. That guest could have just come from a funeral. And if that's the case, that just totally changes the situation. Uh, You never know why people are upset. There, There could be something going on in their life, and it's your job to understand, ask questions, find out what you can do to make their experience better. And this is why so many of the systems that are out there today, like Swipely, like Hum Systems, like those services that really dig and get after the whys and hows that are so important and can be incredible tools for us today in modern uh, restaurant technology, which is why you need to really look into those tools because it allows you to listen and understand before you try to be understood and to provide that incredible service for them. Um, So all really important stuff. Uh, The last habit that is an interdependent habit, and it's the sixth total habit, is uh, the habit of synchronizing. So basically, what's this mean? 
really effective people know that they're not good at everything. They see their weaknesses and they compensate for their weaknesses by finding the strengths in others and using other people's strengths where you're weak to work together in a team to have a more powerful overall effectiveness. Or, for example, if you have a plan and somebody else has a plan, uh, your plan might have some flaws and their plan might have some really great strengths where you have flaws. If you take those two plans and combine them and compromise, you may discover that the sum of your two individual plans combined will have a greater impact in the long run. So, again, it's just the ability to to synchronize uh, other people's ideas and concepts to be willing to uh, fold when you realize your plan isn't the best. Don't be stubborn. Uh, accept your weaknesses. Admit when you're wrong. And be proactive, again, to come to the best outcome for everyone. Um, and you'll find that that habit will help you become extremely effective and successful. And the very last and seventh habit of highly effective people is constant willingness to sharpen the saw. What does that mean? You have to stay fresh. Always be pushing yourself to learn what's going on in our industry, to to stay on top of the industry innovations, to see who's being an innovator, uh, what technologies are coming out, how can we do things better. Never, ever settle for good enough. Always be looking for improvement and always be reading and just constantly trying to stay fresh. And this is something so many of my guests have said in the past. You have to really educate yourself and it's those people that are constantly willing to stay fresh and to stay up with the trends and the innovations and to keep up with the times that stay successful in the long term. I'm not saying you constantly need to redefine yourself, but you do need to uh, be willing to change and to give your guests what they want because times don't always stay the same and you need to adapt with the times. So that's extremely important. And that kind of brings me to my next point. Uh, We covered all seven habits of highly effective people. You need to stay sharp. That's the last habit. Um, You need to constantly be refining and constantly be pushing yourself to be better. And this podcast, the purpose of these Talking Tuesdays and the Authority Thursdays is to really dig deep on those things that can make you better and to to give you the resources to share with you the books that are out there that can make you grow personally and become more effective and really sharpen that sword or that saw, whatever they say. But... I mean, that's, this is one book that can help you really sharpen that edge and help you work as a team and help you develop those habits that will make you successful. So pick up the book. You can have it for free today by simply going to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable or clicking on the links in the show notes at www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash 58. You can have this book for free today. And I want to challenge you to bring these books into your kitchen. Bring them into your dining room. Uh, make it a point to play a, one of these books for a half hour every day. Maybe during the, the, the staff meal before service. But it's your job as a leader, as the owner, as the manager to help uh, improve your employees. To help them, to push them, to educate them. And you can do it simply by just hitting play and sharing with them the incredible content that, that's in our world. Um, and th- those are the things 
that we can the little things that we can do every day to really push ourselves to make our team better. Um, so pick up this book, help them form the habits that will make you all successful. Maybe just dedicate one chapter a week to get through one chapter a week and share it with your your people and you won't regret it. Um, that's my challenge to you. You can do it for free, like I said. And I will get an affiliate commission if you do use that link I provided. And I would be so grateful. Uh, you have no idea how much that will help me uh, with just staying sustainable and keeping food on the table while I uh, provide this content to you. I mean, really, you have to push yourself. Always strive for greatness. Like we say, sharpen the sword. Be proactive. Begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. Think win-win. Seek first to understand, then seek to be understood. Synchronize and sharpen the saw. If you can form those seven habits, you and your restaurant will be unstoppable. That's all I have for you today. Please connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Twitter. My handle is at Eric Cacciatore. I would love to hear what you think about the show. Let me know who you want to hear from. I will do everything humanly possible to get them on. And until next time, peace out.